test test Good morning. I'm so glad that I'm able to be here with you guys. I'm so glad that I can be here with you all with such a healthy um, body. Are you um, ready to be blessed this morning? Today I'm going to talk about the victory against impossibilities. When I prepare this sermon, my heart is such in a joyful mood. The world only knows whatever that is seen, that can be touched, that can be catched by our senses. And that's what the world can accept. But outside than that, the world takes it as impossible. Until the world is actually thinking that Lord, um, the God doesn't exist because they are unseen. And people also say that, oh, the Bible is not right because why? Because the, in the Bible it says that the world was created in six days and they couldn't accept that fact. And even until now, there's always um, controversy and conflicts that the world is, was clear, um, you know, created in six or seven years or six and seven million years. Up until now, the argument's not ended yet. And then, in there are a lot of doctrine, um, Trinity doctrines that says, you know, the God of Trinity. They said, oh, it's impossible. How can it be that the three people become one? Something that is never acceptable by human's mind, then the world is accepting it as impossible. That's why it's not surprising that the world is facing everything that is impossible and they give up. Because when you face, you know, when a person say they're, they're facing cancer, they said, oh, they've given up because they're surrounded away. And then when the world is um, experiencing recession, then they're all given up they're, and they're all experiencing it. There are so many things that the world has given up for due to its impossibility but it's different with Jesus what Jesus has taught his disciples are completely different Jesus is teaching them that 
Although their faith, a believer, if their faith is as small as a mustard seed, then there's nothing that is impossible to them. And that's what the difference of what Jesus had taught them um, compared to what the world has taught us. That's why this morning I wanted to tell you, for those believers, there is no such a thing as impossible that is in the dictionary. None. There is none. For a believer, there is always something that is more than impossibility. So I just wanted to um, bring you to see how can we face that impossibility. Let us take a look at Matthew 14, verse 14 to 16. And Jesus went out and saw a great crowd, and he was moved with compassion towards them, and he healed their sick. And evening came on, his disciples came to him saying that, saying the place is deserted and the time has already gone by. Send the crowd away so that they may go into the villages and buy food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to leave. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. Jesus said, bring them here to me. When we face impossibility, we have to bring that impossibility to God, to Jesus. Verse 18 is the key verse that says, bring them here to me. To face impossibility, we cannot say no, but we have to bring it to God, to Jesus. The impossible ones will remain impossible in your hand, but the impossible things will become possible in the hand of Jesus. So that's why every time I face such impossibility in my life, I always say, God, these impossible things belong to yours. Something that is, um, something that is possible, we can do it with our own um, strength, but for those impossible things, that is the time where we need to bring them to Jesus. So today, whatever problems you have, you probably think that they are impossible. You probably say to you, uh, you know, your husband, oh, my husband is impossible for him to change. Then bring him to Jesus. Amen? Bring that prayer of your husband to Jesus. When you're disappointed with your wife and said, oh, why is your wife that way? She will never ever change. Then bring your wife to Jesus. Because then I believe he'll, he or she will change. This thing happens when Jesus heard about the death of John the Baptist. Do you know the story? John the Baptist, because... Uh, he died because his head was um, cut by Herod, the King Herod. Because Her um, Herodias was the in-law of Her King Herod and, um, and because of his, um, his revenge, 
he requested King Herod um, on the on the birthday party of King Herod's daughter. He said, "Oh, I love you know you dancing. You can ask me anything." And then um, the daughter said, "Oh, what, um, the, because the King Herod loves what you know she's dancing about." And then she. Um, King Herod said, "Oh, you can ask anything." And then she asked her mom, "Oh, what should I ask for?" And then she asked for King Herod's. Um, she asked for John, uh, John the Baptist's head. And then that's why John the Baptist's head was given to her. When this thing happens, Jesus, uh, Jesus only heard of the death of John the Baptist. And you can imagine if you're as um, if you're Jesus, what? How do you feel? You must have felt, you know, sad and lost, right? And so Jesus asked um, the disciples to come to, you know, to move away and be still. But a lot of people have followed them, and that's why it was said that Jesus' heart was moved with compassion. It is clear that. It, This is the uh, the worst moment for Jesus, but then I want to tell you, the worst moment to be um, to Jesus does not hinder Jesus to show miracles to his disciples, and likewise in our life there are so many moments that are so sad, um, difficult and saddened. But I want to tell you, those situation, difficult situation, will not hinder you. To receive God's miracles, because in those difficult moments, that is when we have to come to God. That is the time where we have to see how God's hand is working in the in those difficult situations, and that is the time where we say, "God, I surrender," and we can say, "God, do your work according to your mighty power." And when you face your difficult situations, sometimes we run away from God, right? Sometimes we we were disappointed and we don't go to church and we complain to God. We can say, God, why? Why is it happening to my life? Why is it that we always say the word why? But as a matter of fact, I believe that there is not even one moment that is too difficult in our life that's not. Um, approved by God. If it happens, then God would have approved it to happen with a certain plan. Romans 8 verse 18 says, "I know now that God is working with everything to bring the goodness for those who love Him." So the most important thing is that we know our heart is loving God. When we know that our heart loves God, then God will allow those difficult situations to happen in our life. But believe that God will continue to work with everything to bring all the goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. So those difficult problems and situations is allowed to happen to bring goodness to us, probably to make or to develop our character to become better. Probably to develop our character to become more like Jesus. Probably to make us to experience a lot more or bigger breakthroughs. Sometimes God is 
pulling us, you know, um, pulling us from our comfort zone because we don't want to come out of our comfort zone. Not many human likes to come out of their own comfort zones. Why? We, because we feel that oh, this is enough. But God's plan in our life is way greater than what we feel oh comfortable. As bigger as your plan, as high as your um, dreams, God's plan is way greater. God's plan in our life is much bigger. So when we don't want to come out of our comfort zone because of His love, God has to take um, put force into taking us out of our comfort zone so then we can experience His perfect plan. So then God's blueprints can happen in our life. Sometimes God's blueprint never happens in our life. Why? Because we don't want to. Because we're not willing to be um, moved by God. Today I want to bring you to see how impossibilities means nothing to God. Those difficult situations, whatever that is in your life, bring them to God. Bring them to Jesus. I can assure you that the impossibles will never become impossible. Because they're Why is that so? Because basically, it's in its own nature, Jesus is a, an individual who is miraculous. I want to tell you that the nature of Jesus is miraculous. That's why it was said that His name is Miracle. His name is amazing and miracle because His nature is miracle. Probably you thought, what is nature? What's the meaning of nature? I was trying to look for the word um, of nature. It's like, I'll give you an example. Nature, if it's, uh, if it's uh, for a cat, is to meow. And then for dogs to bark. So if you can see that, um, if you can see a cat barking, then you'll run because you'll be scared. You know, if you have a kitten and all of a sudden it's barking, woo, and then I'm sure that you're gonna run. Why? Because the nature of a cat is to meow and a dog is to bark. Imagine if you can see a, a puppy um, meowing, then you're gonna run. The nature of a baby is to cry. So you can imagine if um, Ahon's baby and said hallelujah, then you're going to run away, right? I'm pretty sure they would be scared because its nature is not that way. The nature of a blood is red, right? So even a black man, his blood is going to become, is, is going to be red. Why? Because it's nat the nature of the blood is red. So Jesus has his nature and his nature is miracles. When he speaks about, you know, the, um, the, the news of Jesus' birth, who brought it is the um, angels. See, he, his womb was fr made from the Holy Spirit, not from man's sperm. So you can imagine, sorry, imagine if your child all of a sudden has become pregnant. 
This is just an example. And then you s your child said, Mom, I'm pregnant. Aren't you going to be surprised? Huh? Who are you being pregnant um, from? And then when your child said, From the Holy Spirit. And what do you think you're going to do? Do you believe in that? Would you believe it? It's from the Holy Spirit. I'm pretty sure that you won't believe it. Why? Because the nature is not that way. The nature of a human, if without an, uh, a male's um, sperm, then how can uh, a female be pregnant? But you can imagine, if Jesus, uh, the nature of Jesus, He was born from the Holy Spirit. He was born from a virgin. For the mothers who have um, give, given birth before, they know how it feels, how um, painful it is. You can imagine a virgin is giving birth. In the, um, in the old days, there was no cesarean surgery. But its nature is a miracle from the Virgin Mary, who have never been touched by any man. And then in his, um, throughout his ministry, uh, the, the death was um, risen up, people able to walk, the blind can see, he died as a man and he was, uh, um, he rose up again after three days, he was in the world for 40 days and then he rose up to heaven so his nature is a miracle so it's not surprising that if the impossibilities has been brought to a person with nature of miracles things then it will not become impossible anymore it become possible i remember there is a there is a phrase in chinese it means to overcome poison with poison. So if you face impossibilities, then bring it to the power that is way greater than these impossibilities. It's going to become overcome. So how can a believer can overcome that impossibilities? It's when that believer received that um, the personality of Jesus then Jesus lives in us. That's why it says that there is nothing that's ever impossible for you who believes. Try um tell your neighbor. I know um you haven't really got my uh my message tell your neighbors hey god um, jesus nature is in us how is that so because jesus is in your heart right he's in your life isn't it do you think that jesus will be in your heart without his nature his miracles nature of course not because jesus will be in your heart including his nature his miraculous nature. So don't play with our um, tongue and don't play with our mind because in every thought and our speech, there is that miraculous nature. If we keep on saying that our kids are idiots, then they'll become idiots. 
So I keep on telling you, even if you're so annoyed with your um, with your naughty kids, just tell them you're so cre creative. You're very creative. I am so annoyed. Mom is so annoyed, but you are so creative. So you know, um, you know what creative means is like creative to make the moms annoyed. Don't t say to them that they're stupid and they're naughty. Especially Indonesians, they normally use. Uh, they say, oh, and they curse them, curse the children. Don't do that because the believers has the miraculous nature that Jesus has. That's why don't be surprised that the believers can overcome impossibilities. Quite some time ago, a couple of years ago, before I went to Australia, I was diagnosed with um, um, gallstone in my bladder, and and it was uh, it was seen that the size of the stone has gone bigger, and then the doctor said, "Oh." You have to do the operation. You know, nowadays, uh, in, in the old days, there was no laser surgery or whatever. But now, you can do a couple of um, stitches and everything. And so, they said they have to cut it and they have to take it out. And then the doctor said, oh, you don't, you don't worry. Um, you, you, you know, it's going to lighten your weight. And they can't just take the stone out, but they have to take the actual gallbladder because they don't want the stones to reoccur, so they wanted to take that out. You know, with me, I am always so scared with like just even looking at a needle. So, yeah, my mom, my mom in the past, you know, scared me with a needle because if I'm angry, then I'll be, you know, I'll be um, injected kind of thing. So I, I was so scared. I was so terrified with like operation, surgery. And then I said to God, God, you know that I am so scared of even a needle of a, you know, or a um, hospital or a doctor. But actually, I really want to become a doctor, but I'm scared of it. And then I said to God, God, please help me. Help so that I don't need a surgery at all. I don't know however you do it. I believe that you can take that stone out. And then I didn't want any operation. And when every time I met my, I meet my doctor, they asked me, "Have you had an operation?" No. And then there was one time that I can feel. You know, normally um, I can feel the pain, right? But I don't feel any pain. And then I thought, "Oh, I'll have another ultrasound." And you know what happened? The gallbladder stone is gone. And the gallbladder become um, thin again. How amazing is that? If the gallbladder does, uh, if the bladder is not thin, then the the stone can be uh, can reoccur. So God has made the gallbladder stone to be removed, and then the bladder has gone back to normal. And then the result of the ultrasound was shown to the doctors, and the doctor didn't believe it, and they said. Now I go and have another one. And then they had ultrasound three times and it was proven that it is correct. Isn't it amazing? So whatever that is impossible for doctors, it does, it's not impossible for God, right? God knows really well. They said, oh, if you leave the gallbladder to be swollen like that, 
then you know God God made it to thin out and the doctor said oh be careful if you eat a lot of the fats then you're gonna continue to go to the toilet and then even until now I eat a lot of fat nothing you know I never gone to the diary or whatever so whatever that you think it is impossible today just bring them to Jesus your economy problems it's impossible and bring them to Jesus your household problems bring them to Jesus I believe that everything that is impossible in our hand and we will bring them to Jesus it will become possible because Jesus nature is miracle let's tell our neighbors hey we have a miraculous nature put that thought into your mind and your heart why because not because we are great but because Jesus is great because Jesus who is so miraculous is in us that's why people believe that we have that miraculous nature let us take a look at John chapter 1 I want to show you how we the God's nature is miracles. Let us have a look at John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. Let's read it all together. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of a man, but of God. Amen. Do you, are you sure? Are you sure about that? See? Change the those who believe become I believe. But as I be re received him to but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God to I uh, to I who believe in his name who were born not of blood nor the will of flesh nor of the will of men but of God and this is the nature of a believer when we receive Jesus when we invited Jesus to come into our life then something that is changed then it is the nature we're not only um, physical person uh, but it's spiritual if in the past we are a spiritual person that is covered with physical um, physical body but when we believe in Jesus then our nature has been changed from a physical person that is covered in spiritual nature so it's not because it was um, of the will of a man but of God because our nature changed be thankful that we have a God like him amen we don't have a God that is so far away out there but we have a God that is so close in us that is in us within us so that's why don't hesitate to believe in Jesus let 
God changed your nature so then anything that you see and you experience can become miraculous. That's why it's not surprising that Jesus said in Matthew chap um, chapter 17, verse 20. Um, it says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will, be, it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Not impossible for me, but impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. Say, nothing is impossible for me. Tell your neighbors, nothing will be impossible for you and for me. Amen. Today, whatever illnesses you're experiencing, it will never become impossible because nothing will be impossible for you. As long as you believe in Jesus and you assure yourself that you believe in Jesus because when you believe in Jesus fully, then Jesus in our, is in our heart. Place that into your heart and your mind because when you face impossibilities, you will not be moved. You will not be um, anxious or confused. I've told you, right, when we first came to Australia, when there was no hope at all, every, every week, in my post box, there is an envelope full of money, Australian dollars, brand new, to fulfill our needs every week. It's enough for the rent, um, the house rent for meals, for transport. So then every, every, like you know, every week on Mondays or Tuesday, I keep on waiting. So when it was Monday, if it's not there, then. It'll be there on Tuesday, and so on. There was one time that I was asked to go into a church when I have received a when I have received a, um, a cheerful giving from that church. That money um, sending has stopped. See, if you think about it, don't think that you can never receive that mana from heaven in Australian dollars. Do you think it's Impossible? No, it is possible. Our God is so amazing. I have my wife here who can share with me this testimonial. Weeks by weeks, God has fulfilled us. See, the manna from heaven, it comes in an envelope full of Australian dollars. See, nothing that is impossible for those who believe. That's why I really want to encourage you. Don't ever be scared of impossibilities. Overcome them because we have Jesus who is way more than impossibilities. Today, 
What sort of problems do you think that it is impossible? Whatever that you feel that it is impossible, you probably think that it's impossible, not necessarily be impossible. You know, it's your thought that you think, oh, it's impossible that he, he or she can change. It's impossible that I can be helped. Impossible for me to graduate. It's only your thoughts that is impossible. But if we rely on God's word, then we know for sure that there is nothing that is impossible for those who believe. I always say to CLC congregation, don't be scared of being rich person because I, I believe that whatever God has allowed us to ha um, experience that is far greater than what we thought of. But one thing that I always remind you of, don't ever you become a money lover because that will make it make a difference. People can be rich um, with money because they don't they don't love money. How is it that they can be? How is it that we can be blessed? It's because we are in love with something else. My mom is very wicked. He, they, um, mammon is God's competitor. So if our heart still loves mammon, then it will be make us God's enemy because he was said in Jacob is um, chapter four because our relationship with with the world will become and then um, will make us an enemy with God. See, so you in here doesn't need money. Of course, God knows that you. God knows that we need money. But even if we need money, don't ever let our hearts to love that money. So our our attitude towards that money is really important. So if today you could have one thousand dollars in your hand and let your heart it becomes the same as when you hold one million dollars. It's not easy because normally the more people have money, the more they love their money. Lim Suliang once said, um, humans is always going and running around with zeros. If they have more zeros, they're happy. But if they have less zeros, they're unhappy. Why? Because their heart is in that zeros, in their money. But if our heart doesn't love the money, however you have, your heart will still love God. Amen? Your heart will never be close to the money. So then our heart never be anxious of whether we have more zeros or less zeros and our hearts will not be swayed because of that zeros but our heart will continually to be close to God and that's number one that's the main focus so the one thing if you want to overcome impossibilities then bring the impossibilities to Jesus whatever that is impossible in your hand will become possible in God's hand second thing What's the second thing? How can we overcome impossibilities? Let's take a look at um, Matthew chapter 17, verse 19 to 21. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Oh, sorry. Oh. 
And he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took off the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they had eaten were about five thousand men besides women and children. It was said that there were five thousand men. You can imagine if it's with the women and the kids. You can think it's probably like, you know, the people who love spirituals, they're all women. That's why it's not surprising that there are more females in church. Because females are more sensitive to God. Men are normally egoists and they said, oh, <laughs> I, I just ask you to um, pray for me. So the women, you can imagine how many people. So you can imagine it's probably roughly about 15,000 to 2,000 people. If you have one against probably one wife and one child, that will become roughly about 20,000 in total that God fed. That's why it's not surprising that the disciples said, in hand we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. For the, for the disciples, it's impossible to feed to those many people. But Jesus said, bring them to me. Bring them to me. God commanded. And Jesus started to have that um, two, uh, two fish and five loaves of bread. And he gave thanks for it. And he said, bless the food. You know, blessing, giving thanks is the most important, um, the most difficult things. You know, when we receive a lot, we gave thanks for it. And we said, thank you, God. But once we receive too little, we feel unhappy. See, it's too, it's hard for us to give things. I'll give you an illustration. You have purchased something before, right? Just to imagine this: there is a scale. You bought, you purchased two kilos of of sugar, and the seller grabbed the whole big thing. It's more than two kilos, and then the guy is starting to took a bit less uh, until it becomes two kilos right you can imagine that one that's the first condition compared to a person has given it to you from a little bit right so it's less than two kilos and they started to put scoop a bit more until the weight becomes two kilos which one do you feel uh, do you like better first condition or second one of course you like uh, do you like the first condition you have been given a whole chunk of um, scoop and then started to scoop it out. You wanted to purchase two kilos. See, this is human. They're playing with their um, feelings. People, when they see it's given, put more, it's a lot, you know, they like it better than having to see things to be scooped out. Every time they scoop it out, your heart goes, oh no, oh no, oh no. But it ends up the same thing, two kilos because you're purchasing two kilos of sugar. So see the game of psychology that makes the difference. This is why people feel, um, tend to feel happy when they're being um, they're, when they receive more. Giving thanks is the most difficult thing for humans when they starting to see something that is scooping out. They're 
silent and happy. And Jesus taught such great thing, great lesson. Whatever that is in your hand, just give thanks for it. You know, sometimes we always imagine of the things that is not in our, you know, that we don't have in hand. You always pray, oh, thank you, God, that you have given me a Mercedes, but you only have a Toyota. And you said, oh, God, thank you, God, that you have given me 100,000 salary a year, but you actually you receive 80,000 a year. See? God loves, um, God loves to give thanks to something that is not there rather than, um, rather than giving thanks to what they have. So if you want to overcome impossibilities, then give thanks for what you've got. When, we, when God has allowed difficult things to happen in your life, then give thanks for it, whatever difficult, um, the difficulty it is. Give thanks for it because when Jesus gave thanks for the five loaves of bread and two fish and he started to break them. I want to ask a couple of people, come, um, ask for Gideon and Ahon and Stephen to come forward. This is probably the Peter, uh, John and uh, James. After Jesus gave thanks to the uh, of the bread and the fish, he started to share them to the disciples, and I said to them, "Go and send them out." <laughs> but it's not as easy as that. Because when you receive them, when the disciples has received those small pieces from that five loaves of bread, when Jesus said, go um, share them around, you know what happened? The disciples, you know, they started to look at their hands, look at Jesus and looking at the multitudes. And Jesus said, go share them around. If, he, if they're afraid of making steps, then they'll never be able to see that these small pieces is enough to feed all those multitudes. See, it was said that it's only five, five loaves of bread and two fish, and they were broken and shared them to the disciples, so then disciples can share them around. So these five loaves of bread and two fishes is enough to feed the multitudes in God's hand or in the uh, in the disciples' hands? No, it's not in in God's hand, but it's in the hands of the disciples. Because when the disciples started to be brave enough to m make a step and to walk by faith and to bring those breads to the multitudes, and that's when the miracle happens. The same thing is when Jesus has asked um, a person to to um, to change the water into wine. See, that water has changed into wine not in the hand of Jesus, but it's in the hand of those servants who, have, who is brave enough to bring those water, you know, the water to wash your hands and everything. So when the water is brought to the uh, 
to the party organizer, that's when the miracle happens. So the, the important principle is that the miracle doesn't happen in the hand of Jesus. It, it happens in the hand of the disciples. So do you think that the miracles won't happen in your hands? Of course it can. Say it, that in my hands, it's a, uh, miracles can happen. Whatever you do with your hands, there's always miracles that it's able to happen as long as you walk by faith. Because with Jesus, there's always miracles in your hand. Not in the hand of Jesus. Remember that. Because the miracles happen not in our in not in Jesus' hands, but in our hands. That's why I overcome the impossibilities with the second thing, walking by faith. You know, sometimes we have you know, sometimes we feel that we have Jesus already. We have the nature, the miracles nature. But when God's asking us to make a leap forward, it's so hard because we're not confident. We're looking at ourselves. It's impossible. It's not, you know, I can't do it. That is always in our mind and it comes out of our speech. And that's what makes us like a, like a dwarf because we can't experience something big in our life because we have limited ourselves in my in our minds because we forgot that the miracles nature is in us because Jesus is, is in us miracles can still happen in our hands in the hands of the disciples because Jesus has given that authority to them go and do it by faith Today I can see Ruth. Do you know, I I normally said about the the um the guy, the boss who who uh, who sells snacks. My friend, uh, his um his daughter is here. See, Ruth is here. Praise God. She is the one who can become a witness from the start from her parents to start the business that has been blessed by God. Why? Because her parents love God. You know, if you can think about it, in the past, um, is it possible that the parents, your parents can be blessed by God? It's impossible, right? I remember she's still so small, so young. I'm such a good friend with her parents. and. Whatever that is, um, whatever that is impossible has become possible. See, today her parents has become the number two biggest um, snack grocer in, in Indonesia. Amen. See, something that is so miraculous is in you. So don't ever be hesitant. Assured that. In your hands, there's going to be miracles. Tell your neighbors, hey, in your hands and in my hands, there will be miracles. Whatever you do with your hands, there's going to be miracles. Your work that you do with your hands will become miraculous. And you and whatever business you're doing will be successful. There's, in, your, in your ministry, there's going to be miracles. Whatever that is entrusted to you, that there, it will become miraculous. Don't ever hesitate. Do it with faith. 
The most important thing is to keep your heart because miracles happens not because of you but because of Jesus. It's not because your strength, but it's only because of Jesus who has given the miracles through our, through our hands. So the first thing, impossibilities can be overcome if you bring that impossibilities to Jesus. The second thing, it's simple, just do it by faith because impossibilities will be broken because of your faith. The Bible says, who can overcome the world if it's not our faith? The impossibilities of the world will be overcome because we believe because of our faith in Jesus. Who wants to live miraculous? Who believes that they will overcome impossibilities? Amen.